What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It is a huge show for you today with some breaking news. Derek Carr officially released by the Raiders. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, that is Joy Taylor, the brilliant Joy Taylor. And this is not Eagles all I'm not, time. I've never rushed just, the football in my this life. Is Dave about the <laughs> NFL Insider. We are without LaShawn McCoy today, so we're rolling with us three. But let's get back to the breaking news. Why? Because Derek Carr, he is the passing leader for the Raiders. He is a nine year vet you do not see guys like this come into free agency but he's available so now i got to give you all the list the best spots for Derek carr as we just got this breaking news to me number five best landing spot for Derek carr it's got to be the tennessee titans i'm going with the titans because they're done with this Tannehill experiment and malik willis just not the guy so Derek carr makes the most sense i got him at number five to the titans number four what makes the most sense how about the new orleans saints they thought Jameis Winston might have been a plug-and-play guy, but no good for Jameis Winston. Andy Dalton, clearly he's aged out. I don't like him there as much as I like him at the number three spot. How about the Carolina Panthers? Running game, it really came on strong towards the end of last year. Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, and clearly, you know they have playmakers out at wide receiver. They need another one or two, but if Carr were to go to the Panthers with Frank Wright, I think that makes a lot of sense, but now it's starting to get good. How about the two spot? How about the Commanders? See, the Commanders, you know their D-line is dominant. That defense is solid. But more than anything, the wide receivers, Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, amongst others, Jahan Dotson, I think that Derek Carr would instantly make the Commanders contenders. But what makes the most sense, the absolute most sense more than any team in football, the New York Jets. The only thing they were missing last year was a quarterback. Their defense, stout. Quinn Williams, C.J. Mosley, Sauce Gardner, stout. Their offense, Brees Hall, before he got hurt, he was going to run away with Rookie of the Year. Outside at wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, you know he's a dude. The one position missing was quarterback position. If the Jets were to get Derek Carr, they instantly become contenders. Rarely do you see a quarterback like Carr hit free agency, but he did. And I think this is what makes the most sense. Coming to the desk. Let me get your thoughts on this one, Dave Hellman. Derek Carr, first and foremost, how big a deal to see a quarterback of his magnitude hit free agency? It's a huge deal, and it's very exciting just if you're a fan of football, if you're a fan of team building. We don't see this type of stuff very often. Kirk Cousins is a rare example, like a quarterback who's still in his prime. I know Derek Carr has been in the league for a long time, but he's not an old quarterback. He's still got... Plenty of gas in the tank. He's played at a high level. I know last last year in Vegas was disappointing. That's how we got here. But this is about as good a quarterback as you can reasonably expect to hit the open market. And that's that's key. You don't have to trade for him. All you got to do is talk to him and his people and get him to, to agree to a salary. So it's very exciting. As you did a wonderful job mentioning, there's no shortage of teams that need him. And it just, you know, what? Is, have they picked up the confetti in Arizona yet? Like, I don't even know if the field is cleaned up. And we're here talking about how we might see the balance of chat power change in the NFL. So it's then very exciting. What makes the most sense? What's the best landing spot for Derek Carr? I'm glad my team made your list. I, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I think all those teams are fits. For me, I love the idea of, of Derek Carr in Carolina, personally. Because of what you mentioned, because of what's in place, Frank Reich is putting a really exciting coaching staff in place. Like the Panthers have now gotten Jim Caldwell on board. Deuce Staley. Where's Shady? Shady, let's <laughs> got a chance to talk about Deuce Staley. He's go, he's joining to, uh, to help coach the offense, help coach the running backs. You mentioned there's a surprising, or maybe I shouldn't say surprising, but you know we think of the Panthers as a wayward franchise. They're in the quarterback wilderness. They weren't very good last year. 
They went 5-3 and three down the stretch. They obviously played a much better second half of the season. There's talent there. Whether it's DJ Moore, again, the running back duo, Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. They just drafted Iki Aquanu last year. They've got pieces on the offensive line to build around. I like the talent there. And most of all, I think it would be great for Derek Carr to get out of the spotlight. And now that Tom Brady's not in the NFC South, what? Like, who cares? Like, what's going on down there? Carolina, it would be... A nice market. You don't have to deal with the New York press or the back pages of the tabloids. There's talent there. It is a very winnable division. I think a good quarterback could step right in. I mean, the Panthers were technically playoff contenders last year because of the weak division. So you add Derek Carr to that mix. I just think it makes a lot of sense. Joy, what makes the most sense in your mind for Derek Carr as the landing spot? I like that. But I will go with the Jets, who you also had on the list. Keep in mind... Derek Carr wasn't great last year. But you know what was worse than Derek Carr? The Raiders' defense. Mm -hmm. The Raiders' defense was awful. And it's a little confusing because they do have some stars on the defensive side of the ball. But they were the only team in the NFL to rank bottom five in all of the above categories. uh, Offensive yards per game, takeaways, and sacks. They were 28th, 32nd. And 30th, respectively. So, I don't think it's that respectively. Yeah, that's okay. a word. We're, we're still recovering. <laughs> we're still recovering. We might be throwing in some, uh, some, some vocabulary here that doesn't make any sense. But uh, one after the other. Really bad is what I'm saying. And the Jets are great defensively. So, he'll be going to a team where he doesn't have to put up 40 points a game yeah. in order to win. Yeah. He'll have Garrett Wilson, who was Offensive Rookie of the Year, with four different starting quarterbacks. Imagine if he just had one. Mm-hmm. What could he do? Sounds nice. Sky's the limit. So, and now I think they've built a bit of a culture. Yes, last year was extremely clunky, but it was clunky because they couldn't get the quarterback position right, which is what they would be solving with Derek Carr. And one thing I think we can at least all agree with when it comes to Derek Carr is he's a leader. He is clearly a leader. Let's not erase what happened with the Raiders since he's been there, the amount of coaches that he's had to go through, the amount of drama that he's had to overcome. The play last year wasn't to the standard that they wanted, but he's overcome a lot of things. So he's capable of going in, dealing with young players and coming into a situation that has at least the remnants, at least the, the foundation of a culture and elevate it. So I think the Jets are a good space for him. So if the Jets are a good space and you don't think they're the best space, but you right. do think that they are a good space, yeah. correct? So if the Jets are a good space, there's Derek Carr, but there's another name. A huge name mm. that the Jets reportedly have more interest in, one. and that is Aaron Rodgers. Reports say the Jets have inquired in Aaron Rodgers. Now, we know Aaron Rodgers, four-time NFL MVP, one of the most talented quarterbacks the game of football has literally ever seen. So now the question becomes Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Now, Dave... I'm all about Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because I think, uh, well, one, I believe in that quote, if all you see, if what you see is all you see, then you do not see all there is to be seen. Very simply put, a lot. if all you see is that talent, you're missing a whole lot with Aaron Rodgers. If all you see is his arm strength, if all you see is his MVPs, if all you see is a yardage, you are not seeing everything you need to see with Aaron Rodgers. Because what you're not seeing is his presence at off-season team activities. If Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, would have been present For the Packers, the Packers would have made the playoffs this year. But Aaron Rodgers was not as present as he should have been. 
As a result, I believe the Packers developed later in the season, along with injuries, but ask Christian Watson how that would have gone had he developed sooner. I believe if Aaron Rodgers would have been more readily available, the Packers would have had better success. I do not want to add Aaron Rodgers to an incredibly young roster of Mekhi Becton, a talented young left tackle that was hurt last year, Brees Hall, a talented young running back, Garrett Wilson, a talented young wide receiver, Elijah Moore, who's already a disgruntled and talented young wide receiver. Why would I want to add Aaron Rodgers to that? For that reason, if I'm the Jets, give me Derek Carr all day. Yeah, why you're you just said you're looking past MVPs, you're looking past regular trips to the playoffs. Why? That's what this is all about. And you know, we boil it down a little bit much, but at the end of the day, Derek Carr is responsible for what? Two playoff trips in nine years and one playoff win? I mean, there, there's a lot of history. And look, I, I get it. I understand that the Raiders have a healthy amount to do with that. But at the end of the day, a decade of results speak for themselves to some degree. And I'm just saying, I'm, I can't go with you, man. I can't go with you. Off-season participation? Like, sure, it would be nice. It matters. It, it, of course it matters. But I, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to simplify it. But I, can, I just can't help but think of the first possession of Green Bay's season when Christian Watson Drops. dropped a perfectly thrown ball. Like, is that Aaron Rodgers' fault? I don't. Is, is it? I don't, I don't necessarily thought. agree. Here is my thought. Didn't Dak Prescott buy a house in Frisco somewhere he else? He's got, his own, he's got his own field. They call yes. it the Dak Yard. And what was the point of the Dak Yard? <laughs> to practice with his guys. Yeah, so I get it. if Dak Prescott quite literally has a Dak Yard specifically to practice with his wide receivers. And, oh, by the way, CeeDee Lamb became a first-team All-Pro this year. I won't make it in part because of the – an exclusivity because of the backyard, but I would assume it has something to do with it. That's why I think there's more to it than just Aaron Rodgers' talent. Don't you think – and, I mean, we're projecting here, but if, the, if Aaron Rodgers were to wind up in New York, a new team, a new city, a new group of guys, one of whom just won Offensive Rookie of the Year, though – are we just, we're just ruling out the possibility that maybe there's a little more buy-in as opposed to everything we know about the way things ended in Green Bay, the way the front office drafted a quarterback, didn't necessarily consult him about everything. And I, I can't say for sure that that would happen. But again, I look at back-to-back MVPs. I look at not just being a regular team in the postseason, but a regular number one overall seed. I think you, you take the headache. I, and I get it. Yeah, you absolutely do because the results are proven. And I, I, I'm, if I'm the Jets or any team that's desperate for a quarterback, because it's easy, it's easy to be annoyed by Aaron Rodgers or any other great quarterback when, that, when we're just used to it. You know, like literally there are people in their 40s who don't remember a time in Green Bay when there wasn't a great quarterback. True. So the perspective there is skewed. If you're desperate for a quarterback and you're willing to do something bold, which to get either player, Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to get either one of them, you've got to spend big time to get either one, Right. If I'm committing resources, I would rather get the guy that's got a track record of getting me where I need to go. And even if that's not the Super Bowl, it would be a hell of a step in the right direction for the Jets. You know what else he has a track record of? What's that? Not being consistent, mm. being selfish, mm. not buying in. Mm. Here's the thing. It's Valentine's Day. We're going to work in as many puns as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I let people be who they are. They don't change for you, honey. They change for themselves. So I'm going to assume... Even though he's going on this darkness retreat, we're going to get the same exact Aaron Rodgers that we've always gotten. True. Why would I expect anything different? That's just foolish. That's therapist time. You should expect what people give you. Which, why would I expect Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets and buy in dealing with young receivers and young talents, even if they're better than the talent that was in 
Green Bay this year, that he's all of a sudden not going to be cantankerous with the media in New York when he was in Green Bay, where everyone just loves you and supports the team. Not saying that you know, Green Bay beat writers don't push back, but you're not New York. It's not New York. Right. So for all of the intangible reasons, I don't think he is a good fit. But if we're just going to talk about what have you done for me lately, because there was a time when Derek Carr was in the MVP conversation. He's yep. never been as talented as Aaron Rodgers. He's never had this, the, the reached the heights of Aaron Rodgers, of course. But Derek Carr had a better year last year statistically than Aaron Rodgers in, in some important categories. Also, he's 31. Aaron Rodgers is 39. Derek Carr had more passing yards per game, more passing yards per attempt, more passing touchdowns per game. What? I'm just, it's, there's a certain irony because Derek Carr was playing with who? Devontae Adams. Adams. Who helped Aaron Rodgers so much. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just, you know, I bet, I bet Aaron Rodgers misses Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams actually averaged more receptions per season, more receiving yards per season, and more touchdowns per season with Derek Carr in one season than in eight seasons with Aaron Rodgers. It's a stat. Yeah. That's good. I like those sometimes. <laughs> now again, Devontae Adams helped Aaron Rodgers win back-to-back MVPs. And I hear you on the resume. But if we're talking about what have you done for me lately, and consider the fact that Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old, the trend is not going in the way that you would want it to. Derek Carr, at least, I can believe that this was a blip and pay attention to everything else that happened with the Raiders and consider the fact that the other side of the ball did not hold up their end of the bargain throughout the season. I just... I don't think that there's a place that Aaron Rodgers can go. I think there are places Aaron Rodgers can go where he will be successful again. If I'm the Jets, I might be excited about the name. But if you really look at the production and what you're asking him to do as a leader, you're doing a lot of prayers. You're, you're, yeah. you're lighting a lot of incense. You know, you're doing, I don't know, whatever Aaron does to get Zen. But whatever you do to get Zen, you're going to have to do that. Because you're going to have to set the tone very, very early for what you should expect from Aaron Rodgers coming into a situation where he's going to have to be the leader here. Well, it is a what have you done for me lately league. And lately, the Eagles have lost the Super Bowl. In the five stages of grief, that second stage is anger. Mm. And Eagles fans, I got something that's going to make you pretty upset next. Because luck, historically, does not favor the loser. Next, on Speed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yo, check it in on our social live. Dave Hellman, you will love to see this one. Micah Parsons, I guess he's predicting the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Quote tweeting Calais Campbell, who said, I really want to play in Super Bowl 58. Parsons, better put a star on your helmet then, big bro. Ooh. How you feel about that one, Dave? I love it. I mean, the, the, the joke about, like, why would you want to play for the Cowboys if you want to play in a Super Bowl? Like, it's right there. But I'll go <laughs> this way. I'll go this way. If, you, like, if you're a Cowboy fan and you're looking for optimism, the Cowboys are notoriously stingy in free agency. Like, they haven't given out a meaningful contract in a decade. But if your best players recruiting people actively on social, I mean, if anybody's got this way to change that, maybe Micah can. Hey, I don't know. Eddie, where you at? Oh, I love it. I mean, Calais is perfect, and I love that Micah. Listen, I agree with you, actually. I think Micah could change things over there. If Micah, anybody can. If anybody can. If you've got little LT on your team, and he wants Calais <laughs> Campbell. Micah. 
Yeah. And he, sh- he should. And the, the Cowboys do need to disrupt some things. We don't need to talk about the Cowboys. They do. I, I'll, I'll be honest, though. I don't, I don't know if Calais is going to Dallas, though. I got to be real. I saw, we, well, we didn't see Calais. I so tried to get him on the show. He didn't come on the show. But I talked to Calais. He's at 99 sacks. Ooh. He's trying to get to 100. Dallas sounds like the perfect place for yeah, him. Yeah, why would he get that? But there? Calais is a person of loyalty. Arizona for the first like eight years, and he's been in Baltimore since. I don't know if he's leaving, man. I don't know if he's leaving. Maybe. Hey, money talks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, talk. money does talk because fresh off a Super Bowl loss, well, the Eagles lost their offensive coordinator, Shane Sykin, and they also lost their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, to the Cardinals. So that money clearly lured them away, but. As I navigate my stages of grief with the Eagles losing, that second stage is anger. And Eagles fans, you're going to be very angry when you hear this because luck does not favor the loser of Super Bowls. As a result, it's not going to get great in Philly for a while, I don't think. At least it might not stay great. Dave, I was thinking about it this morning. 2014 Super Bowl. The Seahawks, they lost to the Patriots. For the Seahawks after that loss, it wasn't really great for them for a while longer. 2015 Super Bowl. I'm just doing this off the top of my head, so bear with me if I make any errors. 2015 Super Bowl, the Broncos beat the Panthers. For the Panthers, it didn't really get great for them again after that. 2016 Super Bowl, the Falcons lose to the Patriots. Well, for the Falcons, obviously, as you all know, it didn't get great for them after that. 2017 Super Bowl, thankfully, the Eagles won. Because had the Eagles not won, they were clearly going to wait for another five years and have a quarterback turnover. Obviously, the Patriots who lost have Tom Brady, and he is an outlier for all statistics. 17, the Patriots lose, but in 18, the Patriots win. What happened in the 18? The Rams. The Rams lost. And the Rams, they also had their own quarterback turnover. They also had a lot of drama after that. What happened in 19? And 19, the 49ers lost. 49ers, they wanted to draft a replacement because it wasn't very pretty for them after that. Then obviously we know what happened in 20. The two outliers face each other. Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady. 2021, the Rams, thankfully they win. Because in 2022, y'all saw what happened with the Rams. Luck does not favor the loser. As I'm sitting here thinking about the Eagles, Jonathan Gannon, he's chunked the deuces. He said, I'm gone. Goes to the Cardinals. Shane Steichen, he chunked the deuces, said, I'm gone. Goes to the Colts. The Eagles had so much go right for them this season. From their day one starting lineup, they had the fewest players missing time. So much went right for them this season. I think about the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott missed five games, maybe. Yeah. I think Cooper Rush went four and one, something like that over that stretch. I think about other teams in the NFC. Obviously, um, the Buccaneers, in preseason, they guys got hurt. Then I think about the Eagles. And I'm like, okay, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he did miss time. He missed about four or five weeks. Avante Maddox, he did miss time. Lane Johnson played through it. Jalen Hurts missed two games that didn't really matter all that much because he handled all his business beforehand. Eagles offensive line, they didn't really miss any time. Miles Sanders healthy. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, they were healthy. Dallas Goddard, yeah, he was banged for a little bit. But so much went right for these Eagles. Historically speaking, when you have that chance to get it done, you got to get it done. It's why the Eagles did it in 2017. Kudos and congratulations. Birds, if y'all wouldn't have got it done in 2017, y'all might not have a ring to this point. So as I think about it right here and right now, and again, I apologize, Joy, because I am navigating, what is it, anger, denial, depression, bargaining, acceptance. I'm somewhere in that anger and denial (laughs) stage. So I do apologize, Eagles fans, for my emotions. But I can't help but wonder if this season was a flash in the pan, but where do you stand? I mean, I think I disagree with how you're looking at the losers of those teams. Obviously, I would agree that the Panthers would be in that conversation. I think I'm that with you. the the Falcons, the Falcons, obviously, are in that conversation. But everyone else, else is still in pretty good shape. The Eagles were back in the Super Bowl after winning. 
So they won, the and then they were back the playoffs in. for four or five years after that. The Rams won a Super Bowl a few years after losing that Super Bowl. The Niners are they habitually competitive. Three NFC title games in the last how what five years? Yeah. But I'm thinking about the context of this all because the Rams did go back. But they went back with Matthew Stafford, and they acquired Von Miller in the middle of the season. The 49ers almost went back this year, obviously. But clearly, we know all the hell they went through to maybe go back. They drafted Trey Lance somewhere in there. There was a guy named Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, in there. They almost traded Jimmy G, but then they decided to keep Jimmy G. I think about the Rams. They fell off a cliff after last season. Clearly, the Seahawks were still competent, but there's a difference between being competent and being in the Super Bowl. I, my, my thought, Joy, is not that the Eagles aren't going to be good. I think they'll be good. But will they be like this? Will they be like – we haven't seen a back-to-back NFC East champion since 03-04. Like, that to me is the fear. Will they even win the division again next year? Well, I mean, everything changes, but – I mean, there are, out, there are very few outliers of teams that make it back to the Super Bowl year to year. The right. Chiefs did not make the Super Bowl last year. They won this year. Well, no one would have said that the Chiefs fell off. They didn't make it back to the Super Bowl. It's very hard to do that. Really, really hard but to do. But these teams did not fall off the face of the earth. And even if they did have a down year, they're back again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm talk- when I think of that, I think of the Falcons. When I think of that, I think of the Panthers. Those are teams that were like, okay – you're done. Yeah. Like that was that was clearly a run. That was a flash in the pan. All these other organizations have retooled as you do every year, as every team will do, and have for the most part either been consistent or back there again. Like the Rams went back and won a Super Bowl. Having a different quarterback within a five-year span is not that outrageous. The Eagles did the exact same thing. They just didn't win this time. They won the time before. So I don't think these are flash in the pan organizations. To make it back to the Super Bowl is very hard. If that's the standard, then perhaps. But I would not call that a flash in the pan. I I, I think that they will be competitive again next year. I think that when you're talking about the young quarterbacks in that conference, it favors Jalen Hurts and the Eagles as well. And when you're talking about what is going to return for these two teams, the foundation will be there in Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. And you also have Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard. You have a lot of guys who are coming back as well. They have a lot of free agents. Yep. But the other thing that they have that's not going anywhere Say is it. our dear friend Howie, which is, Howie. A big part, Howie. <laughs> which is a big part of the reason why they're back again. Dave, um, yeah, they do have a lot of players returning. Miles Sanders, free agent, pivotal. They have to make a decision on him. Not so much flash in the pan organization. I think the Eagles are one of the most consistent organizations over the last 20 years since the turn of the century. Yep. Drafted Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid. I'm talking about the season. Do you think that Jalen Hurts, what, 16-2 and two as a starter, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. would you call this, and do you think this might be a flash-in-the-pan season for the Eagles? There's always going to be a sense of anxiety when you don't win a Super Bowl because it's really, really hard to do. I mean, we think about the quarterbacks that have done it multiple times in a short period of time. Because, like, think like Peyton Manning as an example, an all-time great, but think about how long it took him to get to the second one. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about guys that have do it in quick succession, we're talking about Brady and Mahomes, who we all agree. You, so you got to have, like, a top-five type of guy to have a hope of doing that. So there's an anxiety. I don't know if the Eagles are going to do it again. I don't think they're a flash in the pan because of the way that they're constructed and the way that they operate. Again, we, we talked about the talent. We know all of that's there. At the very least, we know that the Eagles have – uh, a quality quarterback. I'm not ready to put Jalen in a certain place, but we know he's a damn <clears> good quarterback. <throat> what? 
Mm. <laughs> when I say that, I just mean I'm not ready to put Jalen Hurt. Like, I don't know if he's the second-best quarterback in the league. That's all I'm yeah, saying. They, oh, okay. That's, no, yeah. that's all I mean. That's I, he, okay. They have a damn good quarterback. Top five. The, okay. We can we'll address do, that later. We'll that later. Regardless, <laughs> I really didn't mean to derail this. They have a hell of a quarterback. Their receivers aren't going anywhere. Their offensive line isn't going anywhere. They've even done smart things like even if Jason Kelsey retires, they drafted Cam Jurgen in last year's draft who can take his place. Jordan Davis could take the place of a Fletcher Cox. By the way, have I mentioned enough times on this show that they have two first-round picks yeah. because of smart things that they've done in the past? They are very, very well positioned to sustain this success. I would bet you $20 today that we'll be back in the playoffs next year. Then that leads me to a next, the next question, which we'll do after commercial break. Who has a brighter future ahead? Is it actually the Chiefs who still retain Patrick Mahomes along well, with Andy Reid? Or is it the Philadelphia Eagles and all of the players that Dave Hellman listed off? The Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Obviously, we've seen uh, Patrick Mahomes win several Super Bowls, but we'll have to talk about that next on Speed. Well, the Chiefs, they are the Super Bowl champs. You know who they have, Patrick Mahomes. He is an absolute stud. But don't get it twisted. Jalen Hurts, he balled as well. Patrick Mahomes, a two-time Super Bowl MVP at the ripe age of 27. But Jalen Hurts, a second-team All-Pro who had four total touchdowns in the Super Bowl and had one of the cleanest, well, one of the best offensive performances. Despite that one turnover, he absolutely shined. Now, when you think about it, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Patrick Mahomes. Both of those quarterbacks, 27 and under. Both of those quarterbacks already very well accomplished. The question that has to be discussed, what team has a brighter future? Because the Eagles still retain their young head coach along with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders is a free agent. They can figure out what they want to do with him. But they still have Gainwell, who showed late in the season. On the defensive side of the ball, they still have Darius Slay. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson have to figure those things out. But they still have a lot of players. But the Chiefs, they got Mahomes. Kelsey, Jones, Reed, and typically that's all that matters. So, Joy, let me ask you maybe the most difficult question of the day. Which team has a brighter future, the Eagles or the Chiefs? Oh, those scrappy underdog Chiefs. <laughs> Just happy to be there, clawing their way to the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? I mean, I think you have to go with the Chiefs because the Chiefs won. So they, and they've won with this core, which is the important part, which is what I've been saying all week. They are in the best position moving forward. Obviously, they have Mahomes locked up. If they didn't have that secured, then maybe I'd be a little more concerned. We know as big as that deal is and as long as it is, it's actually a very team-friendly deal. I'm sure he will continue to rework it if it at any point becomes something other than that. You have Kelsey, and of course you have Andy Reid. So, and their, you know, their core coaching staff is staying in place as well for the most part. So uh, the other thing I think that they've learned about themselves this year and that we've learned about the Chiefs this year that would make me feel this way is – we got to see them rework after losing a massive star and what they were able to do there without Tyreek Kill. So the anxiety of, oh, we just won the Super Bowl. Are we going to be able to keep everybody? If we lose a star, will we be able to replace him? Yes, they did. And they looked different, but it didn't matter. So I think they're in the best position moving forward with the core that's in place with Mahomes locked up with the money, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. I'm so torn here, Dave, because I want to agree with Joy but then when I look at the talent on the Eagles, despite the pieces that they lose, because I think the biggest piece that the Eagles need to retain is really Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And then more than anything, either Brandon Graham or Fletcher Cox, mainly from a leadership perspective, not so much from a impact on the field perspective, though Brandon Graham did have 11 sacks last year and is at 33 or 34 years of age. But the Chiefs. 
with Juju Smith, with Justin Watson, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, no picks, with Sky Moore, with Kadarius Toney, who the Giants didn't want, the Chiefs still won the Super Bowl. Yes. So I don't know how you can look at the Chiefs and not say their future is brighter than anybody else's because they still won the Super Bowl and they didn't need A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard on offense to do it. But what's your answer? And that's that's why it's the Chiefs. I feel great about the Eagles. I've said a million nice things about the way they've built their teams. But how do you argue with, first of all, I mean, they've done it and they've done it twice. They've actually done it after retooling. Now, like This is not really that close to the team that won Super Bowl 54 a lifetime ago. Four years is a lifetime in the NFL. And they retooled. They traded Tyreek Hill away. They collected a new amount of talent. They built their team in a different way. And they still won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. He's actually, he's got the, he's got a huge contract and it's still team friendly. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback walking the earth, only has the third highest cap hit in the league right now. Like lesser quarterbacks have a higher cap hit than he does already. Now you look at it and say, okay, Maybe we lose Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Maybe we don't want Marquez Valdez-Scantling around. Well, they traded for Kadarius Toney. He got there halfway through the season and wound up making a huge impact. Like, that's a guy you can add to your offense. You've got Sky Moore, who had a much better playoffs than he did a regular season. That's an intriguing thing. you got a ton of draft picks because the Chiefs are never afraid to wheel and deal. By the way, the Chiefs kind of took a step back on defense this year. Like, they were leaning on rookies in a big way. Chris Jones, obviously, is a big part of it, but that's really their only big-money defender. Nick Bolton's on a rookie contract. He played the game of his life the other night. They got rookies all over the secondary. They drafted George Karloftis to become a pass rusher of the future. So outside of Patrick Mahomes, who's not going anywhere, they're fairly young. And I just think it's, it's incredibly impressive. And, and then, obviously, there's just the known commodity. Like, we know what Mahomes is. There's no guessing. And, again, they retooled. They got rid of one of the best receivers in football and still won the Super Bowl. I think the world of Jalen Hurts, but we haven't seen him do it without that supporting cast. And that's where the anxiety comes in. It's not a knock on Jalen. It's just saying, eventually, you will be expensive. And that means that you won't have a pro bowler at every skill position at some point in the future. And can you still do it? Not saying that he can't. I'm saying we don't know that. We do know Patrick Mahomes can basically do everything. You know, I saw something after the Chiefs won the last Super Bowl. Somebody posted online, and it really made me think. They said that the Chiefs should be the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl every year Patrick Mahomes is starting at quarterback. Yeah. And at first I wanted to dispute that. but Why? Exactly. I eventually said, why? Until, like, we know they're going to be in the AFC championship game until somebody proves that that's not the case. We just finished year five. They've literally always been at least in the semifinal. And they've been in the Super Bowl three times. So, yeah, going into any season that he's the quarterback, not saying they're going to win every Super Bowl, but who would you pick before you pick them? So this is my thought process, though. My thought is this. Like, again, I, I hadn't been big on the Chiefs roster. Clearly, I got knocked for that. I'm still not very big on the Chiefs roster because I believe in what Andy Reid said. is like they took a bunch of guys that were discarded from other teams. Really, I'm talking about skill. When I assess the game of football, I usually look at it through the lens in which I played. I look at it as a defender. I think about how many players really strike fear in my eyes. Justin Watson, he doesn't. Juju Smith, he doesn't. Sky Moore, he doesn't. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he doesn't. Kadarius Toney, kind of does. But I look at the Chiefs roster and I'm like, wait a second. If offensively you could go the second half 
of the Super Bowl against a top two defense, touchdown, 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 game-winning field goal, if you could do it with MVS, Juju, Watson, obviously Kelsey ain't going nowhere, then who in the world can stop the Chiefs, not just today, but joy going forward? Can anybody stop the Chiefs even in years to come? Yes, I'm not going to predict that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl every single year. They weren't in the Super Bowl last year. The Bengals stopped them. And if the Bengals had played a slightly better game and maybe the referees weren't so crazy, they might have been in the Super Bowl again this year. Not a knock to the Chiefs who just won, but this is how it all goes down. A lot of things have to go your way, and you have to be great, and you have to be big in the big moments to get to the Super Bowl. Now, will they be in the FC Championship game? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think that's much much more comfortable saying that. But it's a conversation really for – and we will have it again, so it doesn't matter. But it's really a conversation for week one of next season because so much can happen in the offseason. We, we've seen teams go into seasons that we feel they're favored to go to the Super Bowl who lose half their roster in, in the training camp. So like, if you, you. when you're considering what they have and what they're going to bring back, they should, of course, be favored to get there. But can someone stop them? Sure, absolutely. But here's my thought. When, when Joy says so much can happen, what in the world – would have to happen to keep the Chiefs out of either contention, like you said, which is a much softer pillow to lie on, or from the Super Bowl. So much happening to me is losing Tyree Kill. If you lose a receiver capable of catching, I don't know, 1,600 yards in a season, to me, Joy, that's so damning that you shouldn't get back. But seeing the Chiefs lose Tyree Kill, Couple years back, lose Ty Matthew, defensive captain. Seeing the Chiefs retool both of their tackles that were starting in the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl they lost, I'm thinking to myself, the only players that the Chiefs would lose, and I would think they wouldn't make the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Because even as much as I love me some Chris Jones, Dave, I know you do, Joy, I know you do, it was Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed that beat the Eagles. But, but. Let's keep in mind, a big part of the reason why they won the Super Bowl, outside of Mahomes being incredible, was the big guys that Dave mentioned yesterday. The offensive line was impeccable. And we've seen the Chiefs lose because their offensive line wasn't in place. Now, I'm not – I'm going to predict someone will get injured from the Kansas City Mm -hmm. Chiefs next year. So, like, let's just – Let's just count on that because everyone deals with injuries. But key injuries can affect what happens to you getting there and winning. We've already seen that. They had everything that you mentioned before and Tyreek Hill and still lost because they had key injuries on the offensive line. So I know it's boring to talk about injuries. I know you're saying more of like if this core is all here and they bring everything back that they have, who can stop them? We saw that last year. The Bengals did. Things can can happen in the biggest moments. Patrick Mahomes can play a bad half of football. And then can't, they can't overcome it. I think that there's a lot of talents in the, in the AFC. The, the, the Chiefs should be favored to go back. They should be favored every single year as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. Not going to start tearing down the Chiefs a few days out from the <laughs> no, Super Bowl. But, yeah. but we've already seen this. Like, yeah. there are, there's a lot that can happen. People can be elevated. Key injuries can happen. Trades can happen. There's a lot that can happen that can affect this. And the beauty of it, too, is like, we, and we've seen, with this, seen this with the Patriots, is in the NFL – when you are this dominant, like when you're two super two wins in four years, three Super Bowls in four years dominant, the league is gunning for you. Like teams are literally making decisions based on what's going to beat Mahomes. Famously, we didn't get to see it, ironically, but that's why the Bills went and got Von Miller. The Bills were like, we need the guy that can sack Mahomes when there's 13 seconds left to play. Keep in mind. That's like, and I love the Chiefs. I picked them to win the Super Bowl in September, but 
For all this talk about how dominant they are, they won the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl basically on the last snap of the game. But like, they, it's not like these, but these games me, weren't close. Call me crazy, but and I'm going to say something sounding crazy, but this is how I feel. I do not believe the Chiefs' offensive skill position unit can get – will get worse. Meaning, their starting running back was not first-round pick Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Was he active on game day, Dave Hillman? He, he was not. No, no, no. First-round pick from 2020. Yeah. Was a healthy scratch. Who started at running back? A seventh rounder, not out of Ohio State, not out of Bama. Say it. Not out of Penn State. Give Rutgers some love. Give Rutgers some love. Rutgers. Yeah. Their starting slot receiver is out of Penn, not Penn State. Their next slot receiver, Juju Smith, was a castaway from the Steelers. Their other slot receiver, Marquez Valdez Scantling, averages 30 catches a season. Okay. Like, I'm just thinking to myself, it's not as if the Chiefs are only going to get better. Can I rebut? But, Please. I mean, other teams get better, too. The, 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 the most easy answer to this question is Cincinnati, just because we know that they've shown that they can beat the Chiefs before. They've done it in the playoffs. They took them to the wire. And now what's going on in Cincinnati? Haven't, haven't they peaked? When I start thinking about other people's Why? the reason I say that, T. Higgins, time to get for him to get paid. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know if Joe Burrow can win without talent. Whether at LSU, he had Jamar Chase, he had Justin Jefferson, he had Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss, he had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We don't know if Joe Burrow can win without talent. I think I, I, we, Mahomes, that is we true. do know he can no, win without and talent. And Joe is in a similar boat to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, we don't know if he can win without all those guys. But in the short term, don't short them now because they like the Bengals still have time. T's got one more year. Yep. We have maybe maybe they try to trade him or something, but let's just assume T's got one more year there. Chase isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. They can extend, they can sign Joe now and get him backloaded and free up even more cap space. They can retool their offensive line, can add some guys on defense. Like the Bengals are in a window right now where they have a great team that they can make even better before Joe and T and Chase's bill comes due. So again, Somebody is going to be there to challenge the Chiefs. I love it. Well, a lot of people challenged the Chiefs this year. It just didn't matter. Going from Patrick Mahomes, one of the best in the business, the best in the business, now to Derek Carr, who's looking for business. Officially released just an hour ago. A nine-year starter on the street. But what quarterback would you rather have? Aaron Rodgers, who will likely look for a new home, or Derek Carr, who's already looking for a new home? That's next on Speak. Carr or Rodgers? Y'all, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is not Valentine's Day love, but shade. As we check in on our social life, Juju Smith, he quote, well, he, he posts a picture of James Bradbury, the Eagles defender that got called for held, holding, which inevitably won the Chiefs the game, and said, I'll hold you when it matters most. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. But don't stop there. A.J. Brown, superstar receiver for the Eagles, he quote tweeted and said, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is Lane. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes restructured your career. Resurrected your your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. (laughs) TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. TikTok boy. I got to go to Queen Petty first on this one. Joy, where where you at? Rate this. Talk to it. Where you at? TikTok boy is... (laughs) That's strong. <laughs> a bar. That's strong. Oh, um, look, I, I, I don't have any problem with A.J. Brown saying this because he continuously acknowledged that they won the game. <laughs> so when you win, you get to do the bragging. But we have this conversation a lot. The messenger matters. I don't have a problem with, with Schuster doing it either, by the way. 
Don't worry about problem with I'm here for the back. I don't have a problem with anything. I don't have a problem with Shusha doing it. I don't have a problem with AJ fun. responding. Yeah. I like the TikTok boy line. The only thing I will say is it's a it's kind of weird from Juju because, like, is that a flex? Like, I mean, to brag on a penalty, you know, yeah. like, why are you, why are you? punching down on the guy that that got penalized rather than just celebrating your own accomplishment. Let me ask you, though, because I, I was thinking about this, and I, I love Maybe AJ's they got rebuttal. beat, in which case I would, I would Maybe. You know. I love AJ's rebuttal. I love Juju's shade. But is AJ wrong? Because AJ said you, you was never like that. You're not like that, and you never were. Juju Smith has a 1,400-yard, mm-hmm. 111 reception season to his name. He so also, what, he, he, he had like 800 yards. Had 800 year. yards two years later. Had, he had 900 yards this year. He's not A.J. Brown, but he's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. Yeah. Well, this is, this is the conversation. The messenger matters. True. Because ne- nobody thinks it's A.J. Brown. Nah. Right. Nah. And that's A.J. Brown saying it. A.J. Brown is not afraid to, to have takes. I will give him that, and I appreciate it. I just love what I think about in these situations, because you and I do it all the time. Juju Smith looked at somebody today and was like, hey, dude. And his, whoever he was talking to was like, press it, press it, press send. And I just, I'm here for it. I I love Twitter. Is it below fun. the belt? Is it below the belt? I mean. Yeah, so what? Yeah, what? when you win, you get to do that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little below the belt, but what? A, yeah, you won the Super Bowl. What? A, I, I love it. I think it's fun. And it, it actually... It is kind of funny. Like the the, the premise of it is yeah. Valentine's. It's in Valentine's Day. Like it's such good timing. Like we're here to have fun. I mean, it's a penalty, and it's controversial. Yeah. So people are gonna look. Here's the thing. You can talk all you want. I'm here for all of it. Just never get salty when people talk back. That's the True. only thing that bothers me. True. Yeah. I, gotta, that that is when I'm like, all right, sit it on down. If you're gonna invite the controversy, then you gotta deal with the response. Nobody is obligated to like what you say. That's how this works. Well, let's move from the shade to the quarterbacks because on the football field or in free agency, it's starting to get spicy. Aaron Rodgers, he could be out in Green Bay. We already know he's going on a darkness retreat, and when the light comes on, we'll see where he lands. (sighs) On the flip side, how about Derek Carr? He was officially released today. That's a nine-year NFL bet hitting the market. You never see anything like it. The New York Jets have inquired truly about both quarterbacks, but it's not just the Jets that would be interested in Carr and Rodgers. It's any team that has a quarterback need. Now the question, though, is what quarterback would you rather have? Derek Carr, relatively problem and drama-free, but not as talent-rich. Aaron Rodgers, incredibly talent-rich, but he's also very drama-filled. Joy, who would you rather have as your quarterback? Is it Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? Well, are we getting married or are we having a good time? Because that's really the question here. And unfortunately, usually when you get married, you've got to invest a little bit more. But in this case, you're going to be investing a little bit more in the guy that you're having a good time with, in Aaron Rodgers. Let me explain. Derek Carr, you just signed for money. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a deal. A deal has to be made between Aaron Rodgers, between the Packers, between whatever team takes him. There will be an exchange of assets as well. It's not just a we're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Like the trade means somebody is going to get something back. They're going to restructure the contract for a little bit longer time. Then you have to deal with the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a very noncommittal individual. So drama and all that stuff aside, reality is he has talked about retiring multiple times. He's also 39 years old. So I think you have to consider where you are as an organization and what you're willing to give up. And if giving up those assets is actually going to help or hurt the purpose of bringing in Aaron Rodgers, meaning are you losing players that Aaron Rodgers is going to need? Because whatever we think about Aaron Rodgers as a great player, I 
watched Aaron Rodgers this year, and he was not the same guy. And he's 39, not the same guy. Not, D, not, not Russell Wilson, not the same guy. There is a big difference. And I, and I also believe that Derek Carr is in that situation as well, mostly because of his age. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Derek Carr. We know that. And, and if it's just the drama, if all things being equal and I got to deal with a little bit extra drama for Aaron Rodgers, fine. He's a star. He comes with some stuff. That's what you're signing up for. But is his stuff also going to be, I'm going to show up at OTAs and work with the young wide receiver stuff? Or is it everything else that's going to inhibit them from being successful? Long story short, I'd go with Derek Carr. I love what you said about it depending on the location. Because, I mean, depending on where you are as an organization, I think there's a lot of teams where it makes more sense for Derek Carr. Carolina being one of them, like I mentioned, where you've got a first-year head coach, you've got a relatively new ownership situation, you've got a lot of younger players on the team. I don't think it makes sense to bring a 39-year-old quarterback who's going to bring TMZ and the Pat McAfee show with him. I don't think that makes sense. But if you think you're on the cusp of a championship, or let's be honest, if it's desperation time and now we're talking about we might not have jobs if we don't make a playoff push, that's where I think Aaron Rodgers makes sense. And that's why I didn't think Derek Carr is the best fit for the New York Jets because I think Aaron Rodgers is because – Really, and this, this sounds silly to say because the Jets, I, the Jets have the longest playoff drought wow. in the league, do they not? Probably up there. But what else do they need to contend besides competent quarterback play? They got one of the best defenses in the league. They got the offensive rookie of the year. We know they can run the ball. And on top of that, Robert Sal is entering into year three. Joe Douglas is there. They've been there for a little while. They whiffed on Zach Wilson. These are the types of things that get you fired. Like if it's year three, and a quarterback you drafted in the top five is not in your plans and you're not making the playoffs, you, you, know, you should feel uncomfortable in your seat. And so that is the thing that makes you say, what can get us over the top? What is more likely to get us over the top? It's the better quarterback. And, you know, Aaron Rod- okay, Aaron Rodgers is 39, but if you think you're right there, it, it's, it's a lot like Tom Brady. Like the Bucs weren't like, well, maybe Tom can get us to a Super Bowl in year five. It's like, no, this year or next year, he can help us win. And it worked out because Tom Brady's the greatest winner of all time, but Rodgers has the talent to do that with that supporting cast. That's why I think it makes sense. Here's my issue, though, Dave. I'll start with the story, and then I'll land with the answer. Um, A story that will forever stick in my mind, it was after my junior year, Joy, and we had gone to the national championship at the University of Texas my sophomore year. After my junior year, my brother went to the National Football League. I wanted to go to the National Football League. My defensive coordinator at the time, Will Muschamp, current defensive coordinator at Georgia, he came up to me and he said, just because you come back for your senior year doesn't mean you're going to get drafted higher. He was like, you got to come back for your senior year, put in all the work, go to class, stay healthy, play well, execute at a high level, and then you'll get drafted higher. Just because you come back don't mean you're going to be better. I think about that in regards to Aaron Rodgers. Just because Aaron Rodgers shows up for an organization doesn't mean he's going to be good. Like, this isn't a video game where you just trade for a player and all their ratings carry over and their passer rating carries over and their arm strength and their speed and their awareness and their accuracy. Like, real life is real life, and Madden is mad. Just because you trade Aaron Rodgers from the Packers to the Panthers, the Packers to the Jets, the Packers to the Saints, doesn't mean he's going to be good. He's got to put in the work. Work that we aren't accustomed to seeing him put in as it compares to the other elites putting in work. Not as it compares to the average person working 9 to 5, as it compares to Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, amongst other elite quarterbacks in the National Football League or quarterbacks that aspire and desire to be elite. So I'm glad he caught himself there. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he caught himself. And so, oh, I don't miss. And so when I really think about it, 
I would rather have Derek Carr because I know Derek Carr is going to put in the work. Joyce said it before. Derek Carr has had to put in the work just to hold an organization together off the field. You know he's going to put in the work on the field. Just because you acquire Aaron Rodgers don't mean you're getting anything. And the last thing I'll say to that, Dave, is y'all say it depends on the location. The only reason I disagree is because everywhere Aaron Rodgers goes, there he is. Aaron Rodgers has to escape himself. He can't. It's not the Packers he needs to escape. He's got to escape himself. He better go sit in the dark, Dave Hellman. He better go sit in the dark for four days. That's what he has to escape. He that, can't doesn't escape sound, that doesn't sound fun to you? <laughs> no. I got it. He's keeping the Packers in the dark, right? That's what he's doing. See what I did there? <laughs> I can't Wait, stand I just, There was no way we're getting out of this segment without I just, it I, I, being uh, in the dark. My only, my only counter to that is I hate that I'm saying this because it sounds a little crazy, but that could come in handy if you're going to New York. Like, if you're, the New York, if you're a New York football team, having a quarterback who's not going to be phased by everything he says being a national story. Oh, I disagree. You think he's not phased by everything he says? That, that rant that I went that on about, about uh, AJ and right, Juju, let me, let me, let me like it was a perfect transition into Aaron, who let me, let me constantly re- gets upset that people have a reaction to what he says. I will rephrase. You're right. That's totally fair. He's always mad about how he was interpreted. At the very least, he won't be surprised. Surprised? Yeah, he no. won't be surprised. <laughs> surprised. But that, like, it's so funny how we all see things, the same exact thing, so differently. Because that's why I would want Carr. Because Carr is going to throw water on the fire. He is going to take all of the criticism. He is going to absorb that. He is capable of being a leader. And he's capable of functioning and elevating a completely dysfunctional situation. Which I don't think the Jets necessarily are a completely dysfunctional situation. They just need a quarterback. I think they have leadership there. Aaron, however, going to to New York makes me nervous. Because however he acted in Green Bay, that's not going to be the situation in New York. Nobody's taking it easy on you in New York. Sure. Nobody's absolving you from, uh, from lying to them in New York. There's a whole other different amoeba. It's, it's a living, breathing thing, New York. It's just no passes. So th- th- it's just not going to go the same way when it comes to that. Things have to go well the whole time. And we know that that's not what the NFL is. I just had a minor like heart palpitation thinking about if Aaron Rodgers was the New York Jets quarterback and they started 0-2. Like, just thinking about it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I mean, personally, I, I am here for that. <laughs> Jets fans, maybe not so much. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, Cowboys star had something to say about whether or not Jalen Hurts was a top five quarterback, and you are going to want to hear about that. Cowboys star players saying Jalen Hurts might be top five. Well, do we agree? That's next on Speak. Top five, top five, top five. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize Jesse Owens, the legendary track and field Olympic gold medalist. Born in Alabama, the son of a sharecropper, Jesse Owens was the youngest of 10 children. The Owens family eventually moved to Cleveland, Ohio, where he would set junior high school records in the high jump and long jump and went on to dominate track and field, setting world records as a teenager. Owens picked Ohio State over Michigan in part because the Buckeyes let him work as a part-time freight elevator to make money. Despite being the greatest track and field athlete of his time, Owens was barred from the men's dorm because of his race, and many restaurants in Columbus wouldn't serve him. Still, he was chosen as team captain, the first African-American elected to that position on a Big Ten team. In 1935, Owens had one of the greatest days in track and field history. At a Big Ten meet in Ann Arbor, 
Owens, who was known as the Buckeye Bullet, set world records in the span of about an hour. It became known as the greatest 45 minutes in sports. It was just a warm-up for the Olympics in Berlin in 1936. At a time when German dictator Adolf Hitler was trying to promote racial supremacy and anti-Semitism, Owens derailed those racist plans by dominating track and field, capturing four gold medals, a record that lasted for 48 years. Owens' impact at the Olympic Games had ripple effects far beyond the sports world, and Owens became a global star in memorable fashion. Now, I was shocked, and I mean shocked when I saw this on social media. A Cowboys player giving an Eagle to player a compliment. Jalen Hurts is a top-blank quarterback in the NFL. Trayvon Diggs said five. Now, for context, they were both teammates back at Alabama. Went to a national championship game. I believe they may have won. What? Yes, Tua came in in relief, and they won the national championship Bama's game. Alabama's won so many, I just assume. You start to lose track. But that brings us to the question on this show. Now, it's going to get spicy, so turn your volumes up and honestly get ready. Dave, do you agree that Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback in football? I hate this, man. No, no. Do I have to, if I have to answer the question, no, I don't agree. No, I don't agree. And that's not a knock on Jalen Hurts. Like, at the start of the— Oh, no, 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 no. What? See, see, Joy, what I've learned, because I do this tactic often, just because I say respectfully doesn't mean it's, it's going to be disrespectful. respectful. It's just because I say no disrespect don't mean it's going to be respectful. What is you not- can't not rank a second-team All-Pro top five and then say it's not a knock on Jalen Hurts. Why? What if he's six? And also, so here, if you want my, I want um, your list. If you want my, want ba- list. Here's my, here's my thing. If you want my, this is so bad for TV. That's what, y'all bring a writer on here, and I'm not <laughs> giving you TV stuff. The way I feel, like I, I don't care. I think the idea of a top ten is so boring because this is—it's such a. This is what we do, Dave. Do I know, the list. I know, but I'll, I'll give it to you. I'm getting there. Do the list. It's just—it's so fluid, right? Like it's so flu- like. What do you do with a guy like Lamar Jackson? We want the list. Okay. All right. We want the list. You know what my list? Right. Are you ready for my list? Here's my list. Patrick Mahomes. Of course. Huge gap. Joe Burrow and cool. Josh Allen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you don't do those two quickly. Okay. Yeah. Take you one. Is that okay? That's my that's my three. I'm not mad at it. I think those three quarterbacks are definitively spicy. better. Than everybody else in the league right now. Thank you, boy. And then the rest of it's just a jumble. And I honestly think it's up a to jumble, you. A jumble list. how far do now, list. Dave? All right, I've got – how many names do I have here? I was doing this during the break. This is why I had anxiety. Where's four? I had ten names – that I think that you could reasonably rank in some order after that. Why is this weird? I no, want why is this the list. Weird? I have three names like you, so far. Uh, okay, you, have, you, you had no problem making the list of the first three. Because so, they've accomplished so here, much okay, here's and sustained so here's, much. Here's another question. I, I, we haven't heard it yet. We have, I'm, not know, he's, 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 I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm not letting them off the hook. Who's your four? I don't have a four. All right, if you're making me answer it, ooh, you're not going to like this. I'd probably say Justin Herbert. I'd probably say Justin Herbert. I'd probably say Justin Herbert. Oh, wow. Is that Okay. No, it's no, okay. it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. Again, again, like this is this is the issue with these sorts of conversations. Jalen Hurts was amazing this year. He blew my mind in the Super Bowl. I I knew that he played well. I he like nobody ever wants to give me credit for like I supported his MVP cause for most of the season up until he got hurt. Okay, uh, but the issue with that nice is, things. What? Why do you have Justin Herbert above Jalen Hurts? Because the sample sizes are so much different. At the end of the day, this is still. Guys, that's not a controversial statement. Justin Herbert has started, what, now three years in the league, 
two of which he was the primary starter, and the third he took over as the starter five, six into the, weeks into the season. And the, the, the numbers and the records speak for themselves. Like, we, we've done the milestones more times than I can count, whether it's touchdowns, whether it's yards. The team has gotten better every single season, yada, 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 yada. Jalen Hurts has been this guy for one season. Sure. And it's very, very but, impressive. But isn't this guy so, – okay, my list is simple. My list is Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. At this point, in all honesty, now Jalen Hurts, then I go Josh Allen. The reason I got to put Jalen Hurts above Josh Allen is because yeah, we have seen Josh Allen time and time again in the playoffs – lose his mind time and time again go back to his early playoff appearance against the Houston Texans when he just runs backwards go back to another playoff appearance where he just laterals the ball late in the game go to the playoffs this year where he didn't show up like we needed him to show up Jalen Hurts was better in the Super Bowl than Josh Allen has been in divisional games to me that has to count for something Jalen Hurts was better in the Super Bowl than Justin Herbert has been throughout the duration of his career to me that has to count for something Jalen Hurts is an all pro to me that has to count for something Jalen Hurts 16 wins and two losses to me that has to count for something. Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, and then I'm with you, Cliff, to everybody else. Joy Taylor, you got to get in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree, and I'm not pushing back if you want to swap Hurts and Allen. I, I would say maybe Allen could do what he does on a bunch of different teams. Yeah, agree. Um, but then again, Josh Allen has a lot of talent around him, and I agree with you, has had some really disappointing I would argue Josh Allen has nowhere near as much talent around him. I would agree with that. That's why I wouldn't matter. I'm not mad at the Yeah, like I'm not mad at the swap. swap. Okay. Okay. Mahomes is is up here. No one's close. Yep. Burrow, Allen. But to me, Hurts is in with Burrow and Allen. I don't have Hurts separate to the next level. Obviously, we are completely discounting Lamar Jackson in this conversation. But I think at this point, with the postseason success and being healthy at the end of the season, I'm accounting for that also. Here's the problem I I have where I think people are still running into with Jalen Hurts. When do you get to upgrade your resume? When do you get to – when does what you do count for what, you, what, what your resume is? Like, if you started off and you struggled – because we updated it for Allen. We updated it for Allen. But when did we update you, it for Allen? When would, he got better. But I would argue – I think it took two to three years for Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen started out as this guy's a project and went from this guy's pretty good. And it really wasn't, in my opinion at least, until this season that people – Put him, or I guess. No, he it, was an MVP. It, it, he was an MVP no, but, last but year. But it was the game, it was the divisional game against the Chiefs last year when he yeah, we like, went toe to toe. That was when people were like, okay, he is on this level. He is this dude. But people had him as an MVP favorite at the beginning of last season, also. But in what's MVP, okay. Like, like, it wasn't. I don't recall it that, but I know I'm with you on I know because I lost money on it two years in a row. <laughs> I'm saying that, that whatever you want to put in your list, my problem, my issue with Jalen Hurts not being in the top five is. When does your resume upgrade? Like when you have a season like Jalen Hurts just had, where he is an MVP finalist, he is an all pro. He went 16-2 and as a starter. We saw what the team was without him offensively and played the game that he just played in the Super Bowl. When does that count for what he's capable of doing? And when you're comparing him particularly to someone like Justin Herbert, who is obviously an unbelievable talent, but doesn't now have the postseason success, it's once again a lot of numbers and not the results that you have when you have the expectations from the numbers that you produce. That is a really good point. And I don't, I don't know the answer because it's, we've brought it up so many times on this, on this show. The Eagles didn't look like the same team without Jalen Hurts in the lineup. Like, clearly. But that to me doesn't speak. I look at Jalen Hurts for Jalen Hurts. 
Like, what do you mean? When, when, when I say I, I don't actually use the Eagles not looking the same with Jalen Hurts as bumping Jalen Hurts. I look at that as a different conversation. I'm with all of you in regards to you got to upgrade Jalen Hurts based upon what Jalen Hurts did this year. But then, Joy, the question now becomes you got to update and upgrade for everybody. Because then we can't keep talking about Lamar Jackson like a unanimous MVP. But, that, but um, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm like, saying? Say, like, we can't but do that, that. But we don't do that for, say, a Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen being a dis- having a disappointing end to this season, which they're not going to get any heat for because it's the Bills, and just quite frankly, we just don't go that hard on the Bills. Mm-hmm. No. Like, the sure. B- that Buffalo Bills were a huge oh. disappointment in the postseason this year. Yep. The Bills don't get any flack for how sorry they left the season. I agree with that. I mean, they went out. Huge pass. They went out sad. Huge pass. But we're not upgrading Josh Allen's resume for that. That's a good point. Like, we're just See, assuming he's still – we're still keeping him above Jalen Hurts, even though Jalen Hurts was clearly better than him this season. This is why I hate these conversations. Because, again, we, we've talked about Lamar. We haven't even brought up Matt Stafford. And, the, I mean, you know, we were putting the guy in the Hall of Fame well, last year, so and now he's not even here. I'm, I, I – What do you do, the, what do, you do with Tua Tungvaloa? Put him below these guys. Oh, sure. No. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, like, when you're talking about filling Lamar, out. Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, you mentioned there's like a group and you can rank all those guys that way. But we're talking about the top five. It's, top five in the league should be a pretty easy list to make. And maybe as most lists you get to five, it starts becoming preference or what, however you look at the game. But it's very easy for all of us to say Patrick Mahomes is the best player of in the course. league. Anybody who's arguing that against that right now, we're not really taking seriously. No. Even when you get to two, there will be people who say Allen is better than Burrow. And that's, and cool. and that's, and that's fine. Thing. But they would certainly have Burrow in the top five. Absolutely. To me, when does Jalen Hurts – when does what Jalen Hurts did this year count? Does he have to do this again next year for this year to count? I, I guess it would be fair to say that because what do they say? One time is a coincidence, two time is a, is a habit. And they're like, I, I, right, but he also – got better like why aren't you allowed to get better it feels like everyone else is allowed to get better but Jalen Hurts also like Josh Allen didn't start out his his career great he got better and then we counted it but did we count it after year one or did we count it after year two I would say we counted it after year two and Jalen Hurts is in what year no the second year of greatness when did Josh Josh got in the league in 18 yeah 18, he backed. He was a backup. We, to start the season. I, in my in my mind, like Josh Allen moved into this conversation in the 20 in 2020 and beyond, right? Like the first two I think years. That's fair. Yeah. 18 was no good. 19 was. Eh. And, then, and then by look, 20, he was cool. I hate to say this because, and again, that's where we are with Jalen Hurts. I think the thing that's working against Jalen Hurts, and again, it's it's not fair because the point is to surround your quarterback with talent. But the thing that works against Jalen Hurts is that we saw what he looked like with a lesser offense around him. And we saw what this offense looked like this year that with Jalen Hurts. That is a hell of a rebuttal. Well, it's a hell of a rebuttal. I don't have an answer to it. Can I put him six? Can I no, put him six? No. Uh. Well, clear number one is Patrick Mahomes, who's coming off another Super Bowl. But this is my favorite question of the day. Will Patrick Mahomes surpass Tom Brady as the GOAT? You are going to be surprised by one of the answers on this desk. Next on Peace. Let's transition to the most exciting conversation of the day. Patrick Mahomes, already two Super Bowl wins in his first five years as a starter. Two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs. He's been to the big dance three times in the last four years. So basically, he's a baller. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, he's the ultimate baller. And Rob Gronkowski said, quote, Rob Gronkowski being Brady's former teammate, Mahomes, quote, definitely can give Brady a run for his money. Now the Chiefs obviously have the best odds to win the chip again next year. 
I spent a lot of time on this thought. Can Mahomes surpass Brady? I went back and forth, back and forth, and I landed on this. He can. Why? Because Mahomes will benefit from a lot of things. The first thing he will benefit from, statistical inflation. There are more games being played now than there were when Tom Brady was being played. That one additional game will matter statistically. The other part of statistical inflation, right now the league is geared toward offense putting up great numbers. There are more points being scored this year than there were being scored when Tom Brady was a starting quarterback. How does that play out? Patrick Mahomes has significantly more touchdown passes than Tom Brady does through their first six years in the National Football League. The other place Mahomes will benefit is this, and this is a primary place. Nobody questions if Brady is more talented than Mahomes. See, a team, a playoff team, traded up in the first round to draft Mahomes. That's how talented Mahomes was. Brady was a six-round pick. So unlike the Jordan-LeBron debate where people question, well, who in fact is more talented, we all assume and know Mahomes is more talented. The only place Mahomes may fall short is in winning rings. But Mahomes will make up for his lack of rings, likely in efficiency, if he wins five rings out of six or wins six out of eight, and he will make up in statistics. Mahomes already has two regular seasons MVPs. Brady only has three. A year from now, Mahomes could have as many regular season MVPs as Tom Brady in his 20-plus years as a starter. I think Mahomes will not only catch Tom Brady as the GOAT, I think he will surpass him as the GOAT in narrative. Because I don't think it will take Mahomes the seven rings to surpass him. I think if Mahomes has five Super Bowls and five regular season MVPs, we'll all say, oh, well, yeah, he was better because he was more talented, Dave. Respectfully, I'm not sure you understand sports debate if you think that's true. And we're, I don't want to steal Joy's thunder because she put it together beautifully. But we're seeing, we've seen this play out for the last decade with LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I will let Joy articulate it, but keep, like, how furiously do we debate this? And LeBron James has passed Michael Jordan in all of the longevity stats. But what do people bring up? And what do people always bring up? And what do say, people say? It, say the context, though. Say what? Say the context of how people bring up Jordan being better than LeBron. More championships, never losing a championship. Bingo. That second sentence. Never losing a championship. It's not just the more, because Bill Russell has more. It's six for six, no game sevens. That's the sentence in which everybody utters it. So it's not as though Brady went seven for seven. Jordan's greatest argument isn't just a six. And, Jordan, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're obviously a Jordan stan. His greatest argument is six for six, no game sevens. Drops Mike. Mm. Brady, seven for ten. Seven for ten. That's a really good mark, by the way. It is. It is. Go ahead. He, well, again, and I want to continue to say this because let's not just forget that Joe Montana exists and is, all, is perfect in Super Bowls with four. So there is another person who held that GOAT standard for a very long time mm-hmm. before Brady passed Joe Montana. So the, the, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, and Dave just brought it up. It, it, is, the, it is the Jordan LeBron, Brady, Mahomes, that's going to be the narrative and the conversation. I don't think anyone will catch seven Super Bowls. I just, I watched Brady's entire career. 
I watched everything that happened, all of the circumstances, the AFC East. <laughs> Believe me, the turnover in that division helped the situation. The offensive line that Brady had, the defenses that he had, the circumstances in which some of these Super Bowls were won. It's just there's so much. There's a reason that no, that no other organization has seven Super Bowls. They're so hard to win. So to reach a mark of seven Super Bowls is really remarkable. And the thing that Brady has, which we will we cannot know until the end of Patrick Mahomes, career is Brady has a Super Bowl with another organization yep. that he went to in the very first year and won immediately. Very good point. So there are things that happened narrative wise as well. Beat Mahomes too for whatever that's worth. It is going to be worth something. It is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it beat Mahomes it, and those things those narrative things come into play when you talk about legacies and who's going to be the GOAT. I agree with you on the statistics though. And the other thing that will happen throughout the course of Mahomes' career, which, again, we can't really evaluate the, any of this until they're, well, Brady's retired, but until Mahomes is retired as well and the, and the books have been written. But there will be children who produce new children <laughs> by the time that Mahomes is essentially done playing, if we assume he's going to play for the length that quarterbacks play for now, who will have never seen Tom Brady and have never seen Tom Brady be great. That's important because that is a big part of the LeBron conversation as well. I grew up on Michael Jordan. I'm a zealot. While I respect and appreciate LeBron James and what he's done for the game and consider him, you know, a modern GOAT, there's always going to be Michael Jordan for me. So I think there are some things that could happen, but as far as winning seven Super Bowls, that is very hard for me to envision. Well, when we return, Lamar Jackson, some breaking news on what the people think the Ravens should do with him. I don't know if it's breaking news or just a breaking idiotic statements, but either way, we got to address it next on Speed. Dave, a report today said the Ravens might consider trading Lamar Jackson for a haul of picks. Is it crazy? Yeah, but a lot of the best ideas are crazy sometimes. Only crazy until you do it? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see the package. I'd like to see the package. Pause. Joy Taylor. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. I hate you. That's an inside joke. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Hi, Shady. Shout out to Shady. Love you, Shady. We'll be back. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Who are you trading for? Who's playing quarterback? Race up, isn't it? I hate y'all. Uh... <laughs>